drop. Hey there, everyone. My name is Christian Wynn, the director of StoryFort. And hey, you're listening to StoryFort Presents, Voices of Treefort Music Fest, a weekly podcast that dives into the stories behind Boise's Festival of Discovery. Treefort Music Fest brings in hundreds of artists from all over the globe every March, but currently we are rescheduled because of a global pandemic that you've all heard about until September of 2021. But we're here, we're still here to tell you about all things Treefort. Today we're going to be talking with James Lloyd, the artistic force behind the Treefort aesthetic. He has a new comic book out called Floriform that we're going to get into. And then we actually have a cool special guest, a guy named Matthew Voorhees, who wrote, without James knowing it, a companion album for the comic. And so we're going to get into a cool kind of uh, cross-pollination, first-time meet-and-greet for these two um, via our Zoom conversation with Larry Rosen, the co-host, and myself. And it's going to be fun. And it's October here. The leaves are changing. The smoke is still kind of in the air here in Boise, but we have a lot of cool things to bring you throughout the month of October and into early November when we will take a couple months off and prepare for our new season that'll start in the first of the year. So anyway, enjoy this episode. James is awesome. Matthew's awesome. Larry, mostly awesome. No, I love you, Larry. Enjoy the episode. Tree Fort fans, Story Fort fans, you've come to the right place because today on Story Fort Presents Voices of Tree Fort Music Fest, we have a very special guest who you may not know, but you have. If you've been to Tree Fort, he has infiltrated your life. Would you say that's accurate, Mr. Wynn? I would say that's very accurate. It's James Are, Lloyd, everybody. James Lloyd, and James Lloyd is responsible for the look of Tree Fort since its inception. Am I correct? He has been the one to design, James, all posters, t-shirts, merchandise, hats. Am I leaving anything out? Uh, there's probably some more, but that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Basically everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even like, uh, like the hard goods, like the look of the main stage and kind of the bike is kind of playing, I feel like, off of what you have done with the illustrations, but Sean and the decor team kind of piggyback off what your vision is, I think. So, yeah, if you've been to Tree Fort at all, James was there. James has touched you. <laughs> yes. No. So, James, I want to, you know, we want to track all the way back to how you got involved with Tree Fort. But before we do that, I just had a question that just occurred to me. Christian and I were talking before you came on, I guess behind your back in a way. But <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, what's it like for you to go to Tree Fort? and walk around and see your stuff everywhere and know that you're responsible for it, but be able to do that anonymously. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much awesome. Yeah. Cause I can just, I probably look strange just like walking around, just like staring at people wearing tree Ford shirts or like <laughs> just, just looking at signs, like just way too close to buildings, just looking up. Are, are you looking at them critically or are you looking at them appreciating them? Oh, definitely both a little bit. Yeah, definitely both. But yeah, it's, it's really great. Cause it's, you know, throughout the year, it's just, it's a lot of hard work and staring at the computer and um, yeah. Then when it three, four happens, it's like, Oh, now I know why I was staying up mm. so late and just like, yeah, it, it, it's kind of the payoff just to see it all on one place. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's really awesome. And is the anonymous part kind of weird? Do you ever feel like grabbing someone's sleeve and going, you know, I did all this. <laughs> no, I, I would never do it. I would never do it. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I told Larry, you're, you're kind of a, a soft-spoken guy out there, so you don't seem the type that would ever do that. Yeah. So it works well that your job is to sit alone in front of a computer most of the time. Totally. Yeah. It's, if there's any way I can help with Tree Fort, this is, this is really the best, the best way. Yeah, the best capacity. Before we go backwards, though, there was something else um, that we talked about. So as an illustrator – we don't know anything about how to be an illustrator and we were trying to decide if you, how do you draw on a computer is that what you do yeah so right now i i draw on a computer i have a a tablet with like a pen that just feels like a kind of like a marker and the the end of it has a nib that's like 
has a felt feeling. So it almost feels like a Sharpie. Hmm. And then you, you draw onto a, I have a Cintiq tablet and it has a tooth on it. So like the screen almost feels like paper. So like it feels super natural, um, not in X-Files way, but like, <laughs> yeah, it just feels like you're drawing just, yeah, right onto a sketchbook. And then, yeah, yeah, it's really great. Just using Photoshop. But when Treefort started, I was just, yeah, drawing on just like printer paper. I just had a stack of printer paper and I'd grab a piece and just draw some trees and stuff and grab another and then just scanning it in. And then I'd have to like re-clean it up and recolor it. So it took a long, longer process, but yeah, now I'm in the future. So. Yeah. But you managed to keep some consistency with the look. Has it been yeah. challenging? I mean, as, as technology advances, so does our urge to use it more. Has it been hard yeah. to stick to what you started? I mean, it's never felt hard. You know, today as I, as I was looking through all my artwork, so it's, it's like been 10 years of just me drawing Treefort artwork. And so I look at the beginning and it's like super, you know, hand-drawn. And then there's about three years where it was like really computer kind of vector work, I think, because, you know, I had just gotten out of school and I was like, I have all these tools now. I can do it on the computer. And so the look kind of got really kind of clean. And so the images were really playful, but like, yeah, for about three years, it was like that. And, and, and I've, I've noticed that it, I kind of pulled, pulled away from that and it, and it's kind of becoming more, just more natural and kind of back to that, that original, original look, which, yeah, I like it a little, a little sloppier. So. <laughs> you can definitely, yeah, if you look at the posters, for instance, you know, each year, you know, they've evolved or just definitely changed a bit, but uh, I don't know, how would you describe this look and like, how did you come up with it to begin with? Oh man, just, you know, so Treeport is nice because it's kind of just my natural style and it's just super instinctive to what, to what I'm doing and kind of what I want, what I want to do. And yeah, so it's just, I'm just doing exactly the kind of drawings and the, the exactly the, uh, kind of the, the content of the drawings. So Oh, I think I, I think I missed the question, but um, what, 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 what was it again? Let's, How did I develop it? Yeah, let's use that as a jumping off point. Let's go back to when you first got in, involved in Treefort. Um, okay. Because the question was basically, how did you conceptualize? When someone came to you and said, we're doing this thing called Treefort, I guess, what did that look like to you? Because that's basically how you came up with your first concept, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was, really, it was really easy at that point because it, Three, four, it was just pitched to me as it was going to be a, like a two day weekend festival. And there might be like 20 bands from like Portland or maybe Seattle. And so the scope of it was something I could, I could handle because, you know, I, all through college, I was making, was making show posters for just bands and my friends' bands and yeah, writing events and things like that. And so, so I was like, yeah, 20 bands, I can do that. And so I just had fun with it. You know, I just tried to, it was the first festival. So in my mind, the idea was to make it look like it's a festival that had already happened. And so in my drawings, I was just drawing like, Oh, here's maybe an Idaho landscape with some, and I try to make it look like a party that already happened. So there's like drum sets spilled everywhere and just nice. socks and uh, briefs just hanging off a tree, things like that. Just like make a real mess. And yeah, and yeah, just, just super playful and just like kids were building stuff in the, in the woods, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And did you have the tree forward monster right from the beginning? I can't remember. You know, I think, I think I did. I think he was kind of, he was kind of just hidden in the background. I was like, I'll just kind of entertain myself with these other details. No one's going to notice this little guy back here behind the mountain. And then he slowly kind of crept forward every year. Yeah. So when you submitted that to, 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 to people at Treefort, was everyone on the same page? What was the response? I didn't get really any feedback for the illustrations. I mean, more back and forth with kind of logos and, and colors, but yeah, everyone was, was pretty, pretty on board. It was kind of a dream job, really. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so let's, let's clear up as <laughs> fact and as rumor. Okay. The first time I read about you getting involved with Treefort, it said that you had put an ad in Craigslist. The second yeah. time I read about it, you said, I tried to start a rumor that I put an ad in Craigslist, when actually I already knew these people. Clear it up. Clear it up? Oh, man. Well, I think, I think it's both. So I think 
so when I was approached by, by Drew, we, he had emailed me just answering my Craigslist ad. So I met with him at a coffee shop and he, as he was explaining stuff, he's like, oh yeah, and Eric is the director and he's, he's going to be booking the band. So I'm like, oh, I know Eric. And so as I talked to Eric, anyway, I'm just starting a rumor. It was on Craigslist, basically. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, for, so I think from what I've heard from Eric is that, that you know, he, he wanted me to do the artwork and that I think Drew and Lori may have seen it on Craigslist, but I think it kind of came together and it, it worked out really, yeah. It's fuzzy for me, but I think it's just, you know, I, I've been drawing posters in the, for the local bands and for Eric's band and made some merch for, for Finrigans. And yeah, I, I think it was just, just, you know, they may have, I don't know. I'm just making up my own history. You, have, you did have a Craigslist list ad. I, I did. Yeah. But that's not why you necessarily got hired. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. They operate independently of each other. Were you an undergraduate at the time? Yeah. So I was, I was still in school the first year and then, yeah, I was out for the second. Cool. So yeah, I was going to bring up like the look of the festival. It definitely early on um, seemed like you mentioned a little bit more kind of using the name tree fort as like a theme as it was out in the woods. There was a lot of, like you said, kind of Idaho imagery which there still is but it's definitely become a little bit more abstract with the skulls and you know there's blood and there's bees with hatchets and all kinds of crazy cool stuff but yeah what's what's the mindset is it just to keep you interested or was this something you did intentionally to kind of maybe slightly move away from the, the woodsy thing the idaho thing yeah i mean i mean so all of the imagery that so they're kind of you know as i'm drawing drawing things they kind of become like icons and kind of like a language and so it's like oh if i want to want to show that this means there's people working hard a lot of working hard volunteers maybe maybe those are maybe those are bees and so so like i drew a cool a cool bee a cool simplified looking bee and then and then i'll just start populating those and then eventually you know the bees kind of show up everywhere everywhere now and so it's just the the, the iconography and the, the images and the symbols they just yeah, they're just building on each other like sweet, sweet Legos. So, and, nice. and that's that's where that, that stuff's coming from. How many illustrations do you estimate you have made over the last 10 years for Treeport? Oh, my goodness. Ah, it, it'd be hard to say because I think every year each fort probably has an illustration. And then there's, you know, the merch, depending on a year, there could be like, 20 shirts and and you know even those get whittled down from a from a, another pool of other drawings that that aren't as good and then you know marketing really likes me to have like a lot of small doodles that they can use and all the all the emails and social media stuff <clears throat> hundreds hundreds of drawings but so your your title is art director do you have a team i do yeah um so for the past two years i've been working with nathan warner he's a he's a graphic designer it, it's it's been super nice. And, and then other years I've had, I've had interns and then, yeah, I work with, with Sean, but yeah, I mean, in a, in a traditional art director sense, it's, I'm not really directing that many people. I'm just kind of pushing the direction of the, of the artwork and, and the look. And is it, is it, how, how challenging is it to get everyone on your team, especially interns? to be on board and, and stay consistent. Do, do people ever come to you with different things? Like, ah, this doesn't, this isn't what we're doing here. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's not a big team, but, but yeah, I mean, as that, that art director role, like that's, that's kind of the job is to just say, Hey, maybe, maybe do this. This is, this is what the other stuff is looking like. Yeah. Just me and, and, and Megan Stoll, who's the mm -hmm. marketing head. She does yeah. a little bit of, of that as well or a lot of it actually just kind of keeps everything yeah on the same on the she same river running on time she does that for sure <laughs> yeah. and um very much yeah the branding of the festival is on your shoulders and her she's kind of the director of it all it seems like and it's it's yeah. cool that it's stays so consistent but you guys don't it's not like the factory or anything like that where they're illustrating in your style or is you are you doing all the illustrations and then the art, what are the other folks on the team do that. yeah if it's an illustration project it gets i i feel that stuff and then nathan will work on some of the other stuff that needs to be more oh what's the word i don't know when you think of graphic design he's like 
hundred percent a graphic design guy. And so everything is like, you know, follow the grid pixel perfect. And yeah, he, he takes care of all the, the hard stuff. And I get, I get the easy, I get the easy job. I think like, it seems like occasionally there'd be a little clash between that sort of mindset and the illustrator mindset. Cause you're a lot more free form, right? Yeah. 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 And, and it's been in this past year, you know, I, I've just been, I kind of just make the illustrations, choose colors and backgrounds. I'll kind of lay it out and then I'll, I'll hand it over and then, you know, he'll update it and kind of, he can move some of the pieces around to, to make them fit. And, and what has this last year been like? I mean, so because, you know, we, as we said, tree fork's not going to happen this year. Yeah. Are you set for the next year or will you come back with something different when it comes back in 2021? So I, I'm sure there'll be other projects and, you know, there's been some time spent just updating all the dates that have been, you know, on everything else. Um, but merch is a huge part of what I do and that's all taken care of. And then, so I don't have to worry about that. The website's done. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of other posters. Yeah. That'll need, they'll be need updated, but yeah, right now it's kind of just my responsibility to just kind of look at, you know, a bunch of other design and a bunch of other artwork and just kind of just try to recognize like patterns and trends and try to roll that into to next year and just have a look ready for, for 2021. Are you, are you going to throw masks on the bees or anything? Ooh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. Will there be any sort of acknowledgement of the the weird year? Oh, you know, maybe I don't, I'll have to think about it. I would like to just ignore it, but um, I think we're all tired of it. I think we're ready to, to get in the mosh pit. Right. I know. I know. It's been a tough, tough several months. Um, But yeah, so the process like with the marketing team, do they throw ideas at you or does like Lisa with the merch team, do they throw ideas at you or do you kind of come to them with the ideas usually? Oh, it goes, it goes both ways. So Lisa pretty much gives me carte blanche. Uh, I mean, sometimes she'll, she'll, she'll have some ideas um, for some things, but for most of the time, that's, that's just kind of James go at it. And then marketing goes both ways. Like sometimes they'll have a prompt or something specific. And then sometimes it's just, I just need to make something cool and then, and then they'll find, um, you know, the copy that'll, that'll go with it and kind of support, support the message. Yeah. I know it was like story for director. I'll put it to put it in the Trello, which is, uh, yeah. I don't know. Is this, is this a program or a, I don't know. What would you call Trello? Is a place where we put like artwork requests in and sometimes we'll put in some ideas like, Hey, this could be cool. What do you think? And, but usually we just give you the card blanche, but I'm sure other forts kind of do that too, as far as, Hey, we'd like this yoga fort thing to look like this kind of, what do you think? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, it, it, it just kind of goes both ways. You know, we'll have those, those breakout meetings and we'll chat about stuff um, there. If, if there's a specific idea and, and try to make it work, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of nice. I, I, I like having a prompter having, you know, forts come to me with ideas just cause it feels, I, I like when it feels collaborative, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So you came into this, you were still in college. You sort of happened into this. You've been doing it now for eight years, nine years. Um, but you also have another life. You have to, have other jobs and make a living. How many transferable skills have you gotten from this experience and continue to get? Ooh. Uh, Does it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Is, is this stuff you can take and, and are you, you also do UI design, I think I saw? Yeah, for the past three years, I've been um, working at Curious Media. They're in Nampa. And uh, yeah, I just um, do UI design and a little bit of illustration work for for games and children's children's media. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the, it's the same, the same computer programs, you know, the same skills, all the colors, all the, yeah, the illustration definitely, definitely rolls over. Um, what about the process? Yeah. What about, you know, business processes? Is there anything that you can take from tree fort that you can use? In? Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's the, the working at curious media has kind of helped tree fort probably, probably more just because <laughs> I, 
because free for it, I'm just kind of on my own, you know, and, and with, with curious media, yeah, there's, there's other people I have to, I have to, to think about. And so, yeah, uh, anyway, I think I'm making better decisions now because. Yeah, because, oh. <clears throat> that's cool. And then it is interesting too to think about like the branding aspect of Treefort. You, I'm sure you and others are kind of a little sensitive not making a, some other company's stuff look like Treefort stuff, you know? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. probably a thing I would imagine. But also there's that, but then you do other other great projects, including one we're going to talk about today here in a few minutes. But what else? I mean, I know you worked on some video games. Are you still doing that as far as illustrating? I mean, that was but an article from 2016 that the city put out. They were talking, was rereading that. And there's some pretty funny, cool, it's a golf, like going back in time playing golf. And also there's an NBA trick shot yeah. game you're working on. So anyway, maybe what, what else do you do besides this tree port stuff and, and, what do you have going right now? You have a comic book. I know we're going to talk about a few. Yeah, I'm just always at the computer, mostly. But uh, yeah, so um, my friend Michael Wilson, he's he's the head of, of Pony Wolf Games, and they're they're in Boise, a small independent studio. And I I started doing. I met him doing a game jam. It's kind of just the event. It's like a 24 in 24 hours, you make a game, kind of like the i90, 95, i98, i48. I think I'm. I think I'm naming uh, highways as yeah, well. I think it is a film festival. Yeah, yeah. eight hours to make, They give you like a genre and they give you a certain prompts and then you go make it. Oh make yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. In forty-eight yeah. hours, so Just yeah. All right, <laughs> you know. I, I, uh, yeah, and it's like it's yeah, it's like highways for video games. That's what I did, and I met him, and yeah, we, it was a good collaboration, and so. Um, you know, when he has a, an idea for a game, we, we've been teaming up and yeah, working on a game with him, him now, pretty early in the early stages. Yeah, that's cool. Have you done anything like at Hackfort? Like since you play, because you know, Hackfort gets into, the, you know, they dive into that territory. So it would be kind of interesting to, I don't know if they've ever yeah. had, had you do anything, but I think it would fit. The, the Pony Wolf games have been at Hackfort. I think there's a display and, and you can go in and, and play those games. And I, I don't know if Michael has spoken at Hackfort. May have, may, may not. It seems inevitable that someone with your skill set would end up somehow involved in gaming. But when you started out, what was your end goal? What did you want to do? Oh, just, just in school or just, yeah. Um, yeah, just, just always kind of just want to draw and like just a lot of world building I'm interested in. And, you know, I think I'd like, I'd like to do more comics just because that's, you can make a whole universe just, just kind of there, just on a piece of paper. And your comics tend to leave earth. They tend to happen in space. They do. Yeah. Well, there's a lot less rules. I think you just make, you just make it up. Nice. <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. sense. It, space logic so let's talk a little bit about the comics because we will have um uh matthew Voorhees coming in later in just a few that's minutes a, i think special guest matthew Voorhees. yeah so he'll really want to talk about your comics we'll get to that in a little bit but so it, is that something that you wanted to do for a long time is it something you have been doing for a long time or just recently got around to doing yeah i've always wanted to i think it was kind of daunting just because you know you make an illustration and you're like look at this. I made this drawing. It's, it's awesome. And you pat yourself on the back, but with comics, it's like, okay, you made it. It's pretty good. Now draw like a hundred more to, to make a story. It's, and, and, you know, if you look at a drawing, you can, it can take hours to make a drawing and then you look at it and it's like, it takes no time to look at it. And with comics, it's easy to just scan through, you know? And yeah, it's just, just a little daunting and just like, you know, how do I draw this character from different angles? Is it going to, are people going to recognize that it's the same? And, you know, eventually just like, you know, drawing enough, you know, just built up confidence and build up skills. And so I, I think I've been making comics for maybe six, seven years, I think. But What about the yeah. story? Is that, is that intimidating? The story? You got to write a story. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a little intimidating, but I mean, mostly I just approach it like, here's things I like to draw. And then how do I link, how do I link these together in a way that, yeah, makes sense or is fun or funnier. I was going to say, we should definitely have you, we've had you at other things like um, about Treeport at, at Storyport, but we have had over the years some, some comic book and graphic artists, graphic novel artists, you know, talking about the, the art form and the way oh, stories yeah. are told is 
obviously not in your you know, putting words on paper only, but it's uh, you know just through images and just kind of the cutaways and all that. So that'd be pretty fun. We'll say that's a future event featuring James Lloyd at Storyport. But all right, I'll, I'll make the poster. <laughs> okay, that'd be good. Yeah. So, you'll make the poster whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you wanted someone else to do it, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. No, I'm no, okay. no. I'm, I'm not going to. not going to help. No. So it wasn't the article, the city article, but I did read that one. There was another one I think was in the Boise Weekly, same, around the same time, where you had mentioned that you were inspired by lowbrow art and comic Oh, yeah. But do you yeah, feel, yeah. Do you feel like what, a, a proudly lowbrow? Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I think so. I, and, and I don't know if, if that's really the title, the name for it anymore. You know, I, I mean, I was shoot, shooting for like a more naive style. I think you know something, a little more simplified. Just because, you know, the simpler it is, the less specific my idea of what. Okay, let me just take a step back. So, so Tree Fort is so big you know, and so many people go to it and there's so many different bands and different types of bands and all the bands messages are, are different from one another. And so for me to just like draw a super specific illustration, I, I, I think it'd be hard to appeal to that, to that many people. So having it be a little more simplified kind of helps me think that maybe other people can bring their interpretation to the, to the illustrations. And, and, and I'm trying to set a mood, but you know, maybe that, that, that mood will, it's just trying to be, to be broad by being a little, a little simpler. Is, and is it, how hard is it then? You, you've mentioned bands a lot. Mm-hmm. So when, when Christian comes to you and says story for it, now we're talking writers, not bands. How do you shift that yeah. in your mindset? Oh, uh, story for it's a little bit of a harder one. Well, I think cause it's, cause it's, cause it's the same thing, right? It's, you can't make one illustration that's going to work for the, a specific writer and their story. And, and I don't know, it's hard because even when you read, you read a book or read someone's story or their poetry, it might mean something different to you than it did to the writer. Yeah. Story for it is a harder one. Luckily, Christian's given me some pretty good prompts or just, and it's mostly a monster reading a book, I think is the one that kind of. Yeah. I think our original logo, we were super stoked to get back in 2014 or whenever I think it was, but got our own t-shirts the second year so of the festival so we we're very excited about that but it was like a, it had a lot of a little bit of the older look um which is still yeah. a girl like a silhouette of a young woman reading a book in a tent you know and just you know sort of engrossed while all these kind of monsters lurked around her tent so that worked well and then you yeah, have the, the tree board yeah. reading a book we've got to use that for a couple of different merch things and posters and then scary for it it's just like a cool glowing skull, you know. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really like the scary for ones, and that one's changed a bit throughout the years as well. This, yeah, the newer one is like an alien. It's skull awesome. Yeah, so I've, I've gotten a lot of compliments wearing that shirt, and people are oh, cool. into it. We're actually gonna hold scary for this year is gonna actually happen outdoors. At the it's be really scary though. Oh, wow. It'll be very scary. Yes. So, <laughs> James, you had just you just talked a lot about simplicity. Mm-hmm. So how do you know when you're designing, say, this year, next year's Tree Fort posters, when to stop putting stuff in? How many bees is too many bees? Oh, I mean, the, the nice thing is usually there's so many bands that you can only put a certain amount of bees. If you've ever seen those posters, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's hundreds of names. So, yeah. so otherwise there'd be hundreds of bees, I guess, to make up. Yes. I, I, I think, you know, just doing a lot of drawing, you know, you, you kind of know when, when to stop or when the, when the I realized that when I was asking that. you that, I realized when I was asking you that your answer probably was, you just know, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you just, you just know. You just know. Yeah. Cool. Well, Hey, Matthew, how's it going? Welcome our newest guest. Yes. <laughs> Matthew Voorhees. Can you hear us? He's maybe a little bit frozen. So we'll let's get him frozen. frozen. He does, but hopefully he will not stay frozen. But that said, maybe you could do like a quick intro of uh, Floriform, so we'll be ready to go when he comes on. James, why don't you, uh, it's your book, why don't you tell us what it's about, yeah. other than Charlie Brown and Apocalypse Now? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah, Floriform's a comic that I had written maybe like four years ago and when, when I was at an artist camp. And it, um, it's about a, it's a 30-page science fiction story, and it's kind of like a top-down history of a planet that um, has a flower that grows on it that 
when you ingest it, you can travel three seconds into the future. And so it's just me exploring like the world building that happens or that could happen, you know, around, around that concept. Looks like Matthew's back too. Matthew, can you hear us okay? Uh, yes, I can. Okay, cool. Hey, um, Matthew. Welcome. So you guys have never met in person. We've never I met haven't. in person. And uh, this is Larry up here um, on your screen and Christian here. But James and you have a very interesting, cool connection. Yeah, cool. So you, make it, you on your own decided to take Floriform, what James was just describing, and actually create a soundtrack. So, all right. Tell us all about that process. And James has, I'm sure has a few questions for you and how that all came together. So I just, yeah, tell us about it. Okay. Um, uh, what would you like to know uh, first uh, regarding that? I'd like to know when, when you were, so was it the, the first time you were reading it? Did it strike you as something that would lend itself that easily to music? And did you have the music in your head? So I, I knew it was something that I wanted to do. Um, I'd already basically decided that I wanted to try my hand at creating a soundtrack ahead of time before I even opened the um, comic up. And so when I opened it up, um, I was really glad that it immediately um, looked like something I could do because of the way James had it laid out where each part of the story had like a different background color and it really like immediately I could see what the tracks would be so I could see like how many tracks it was right from the very beginning but as far as like what it would actually sound like um, I, a lot of it was pretty much improvised and me recording it on the spot. So James, what Matthew just said about the colors and about things being broken into tracks, which he also sent to us all in an email, was that intentional? Yeah. So, you know, I, I was actually, yeah, curious about how the tracks were broken up as well. But yeah, for when I was, when I was making it, every time there was a new, um, there was a new destination or a new um, kind of new scene, I would use, I would use a different color palette. And so, yeah, I used pretty minimal colors. I think maybe like each each scene had like maybe five, six colors in it, maybe less. And maybe it's more colorful than that. Maybe I'm still on a short, but uh, usually I like to stick to a limited color palette. Yeah. When they go to a different place or jump forward in time, yeah, there's, there's always a shift and um, yeah, that's super cool that, that, yeah, that you picked up on that, Matthew. Yeah. And I also tried to pay attention to um, where you had like took more attention as well. And so when I opened up, comic and went through it I knew from the beginning that the um skeleton squadron song was going to be the craziest and that it was going to be the longest and hardest song I did before I even started it because that was the one with like the big splash page and everything <laughs> yeah yeah nice and this this is a it's an instrumental how would you describe the music I guess Matthew I mean it's there's no lyrics but it's just very space-like for sure yes. in many different ways so how would you describe it Matthew it's just kind of like a goofy, synthy sci-fi, I think. And um, if I say that, I think people might, like it definitely is um, supposed to be kind of 80s feel, but also like not at all like what like they did with like the Stranger Things soundtrack or something like that. I don't know. Like it's very much like more like the video game side of that. <laughs> it has a little touch of lounginess in it too. So Matthew, you play in two bands around Boise, a Mighty Band of Microbes and the Fleet Street Klezmer Band, and you play accordion. And in fact, I'm looking at your, your uh, icon here and it's a guy playing an accordion who I'm assuming is you. <laughs> How much had you been working with electronic music before attempting this project? And why not an accordion soundtrack? I really had only been playing around with what I call um, Jack Astronomical, the current project for within the last year. And really, I just started playing around with recording in the last um, few months. Um, especially since the um, pandemic is when I started doing it more, especially with the recording. The playing around with the electronic music in this iteration is within the last few months, but um, playing around just is like 
messing around on my own with keyboards and stuff has been like years and years, <laughs> but I, I never intended of doing like an a actual project. Uh, but it does get like kind of personal as far as like why I kind of stopped doing like the accordion for like a while is a couple things happen at the same time. One was the um, pandemic. So I was kind of cooped up. So I was like, instead of driving to work and driving home, I was just stuck at home, and so I uh, started looking for something to do and started recording just nonsense, goofy music. And the same week that everything was shutting down, my, my mother died, and like very suddenly, and she was really like supportive of my music and was kind of the one that, like she was the one that drove me into piano lessons when I was a kid. And... um but it was really supportive of me playing the accordion later on. And I just couldn't, couldn't like pick it up for weeks. <laughs> and um sorry, that's kind of a bummer, <laughs> but I just didn't, I didn't pick up the accordion for weeks. And instead just kind of, I, I went through a few week period of where I didn't play music at all. um And just like read comics and uh, played video games. And then when I started wanting to play music again, I still couldn't pick up the accordion and just started making this nonsense. <laughs> that's cool. So, yeah, that is, that's, yeah, that's a touching story in a lot of ways. It is a cool outlet of, you know, sort of grief and kind of the world kind of falling apart that you got to make some cool art with, with James, but kind of without James too. I think it's kind of an interesting quote, quote unquote collaboration that didn't really become a real collaboration until later when he made the artwork. So James, like, what did you think when you were like, oh, some, some guy, I don't know, made me a soundtrack and then how'd you- Yeah, that would be kind of my big question too, is what he thought of it, before, <laughs> getting it just out of the blue. Before you answer that, James, Matthew, what, what were you hoping? Were you worried? Um, so on my side, I, I kind of thought, and I decided pretty early on that I wasn't going to show him anything until it was completely done. Um, I decided that there wasn't a bad reaction. Like if he hated it and thought it was weird, that's still pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but obviously, well, I should put words in James's mouth, but didn't you hate it? I would say is probably true. <laughs> so, what do you yeah, think? no, no I, I don't hate it at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it, um when I when I read the email, I was yeah I was totally surprised because it was it was a full album with um how many how how many how many tracks that fifteen tracks, and it right yeah for me it was a super it was super validating uh, for me just because I you know spent a lot of time on it and I I'd read that book. I read floor form so many times, like I didn't know, was this even, even good or it's just good to me or so that it inspired um, anything like, let alone a full soundtrack was, was, was pretty awesome. Cool. What are you guys thinking about packaging them together somehow maybe out there in the future? <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. Just a CD like slipped in the, in the case would be, that'd be cool. It seems yeah. To me that yeah, definitely. It seems to me the next logical step would be to make it a animated movie. I yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. If someone emails me that they have finished an animated movie, um, I'm cool with it. No, no, that's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would I would love to to do some animation stuff. That'd be be super cool. The groundwork's there. You got the story. You got the soundtrack. Boom. I know. Yeah. Yeah, we are going to, you know, when you're listening to this podcast, we are going to definitely be patching in some of these songs, too. So once we edit the sucker down, but uh, yeah, and we're hoping to get some of your images out there, too, as much as possible. But we're, So how do folks acquire this, too, James, you know, a Floriform? Uh, so Floriform was done through Kickstarter and is basically um, a pre-order. And so... Um, yeah, it was like if you if you backed the project, then you got a copy, and I did I did order a couple more, but I don't know. There's not a ton left. I think maybe there might be 50 books left, and I, I'm I'm gonna eventually put them onto my 
I have a store. This is a long, long way to say. I'm going to put it in my store on my website. And also, um, you can you can get digital copies on a website called itch.io. Cool. Yeah, or just, yeah, you can, if someone's interested, they can just hit me up on social media and I can uh, instruct them a little better and say yeah. hi. What, what is your website real quick? This will, we'll plug that. Uh, JamesWARLloyd.com. What is the WAR? Uh, it's my middle initials. So my full name is James William Alma Raphael Lloyd. Wow. So, <laughs> I, I've just been using it because uh, James Lloyd is a pretty common name, I guess, when you, especially if you Google with artists. So I've just yeah, thrown the, yeah. the middles in there. And yeah. That is some foresight from your parents, man. Yeah. They thought I was going to be the only kid, so they, they just tossed in all the grandparents. And, <laughs> and oh, um, and Matthew, how can we get uh, how can we get your release? Um, so that's uh, available on Bandcamp, and it's uh, actually was released on kind of a little indie label that a couple friends of mine um, wanted it on. They they kind of liked it and wanted to support it, um, and it's called Amalga Music. So it's Amalga Music Two Zero Eight Dot Bandcamp Dot Com. But have, you, have you guys thought of packaging these two pieces of art and selling them together? Packaging would be cool. Yeah. Uh, we should, we should definitely talk about that. I wouldn't want to, yeah, like I was saying, it'd be cool to slip some CDs in with, in with the, in with the comics, but yeah. yeah. I think it would I, be, I, I think it's an enjoyable experience reading and listening though at the same time. It's kind it's of, adds, I mean, of course it's it bound to add something, but it, it does, it was cool. I mean, I just like it, it just really put me in a kind of a slightly different mindset than what I read in the first place, but it fit too. Um, so yeah, Matthew, were you like, I mean, are you a tree fort guy? Have you played tree fort before? Or also did you know that James was a force behind all the art at tree fort? Um, I, I was aware uh, of like uh, who he was and knew that he did the art for three, four. And I've actually been involved in, to some degree. I've played every year of three, four, uh, a lot of times with my uh, friend, Sean Kelly with story grub. Um, and, and he's actually kind of a fellow comic slash musician as well. He's, he's put a lot of his work songs into comic form so he's been kind of an inspiration on that front as well um and so i've been pretty i have been involved every year of tree four that's awesome yeah <clears throat> are you planning to be part of it in september of 21 now um i would like to be uh i know that for the canceled one story grub was supposed to play again but my he is actually just moving out of town to portland and I'm not sure exactly what his plans are, but I, I hope to be involved again. And I, w I was even thinking that it would be cool to have some kind of a setup with like the comic like playing and like headphones where people could like just like listen and have the comic just like scrolling by or something like that. Uh, have some I mean, kind of installation with it for Tree Ford or something. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, That'd be rad. We we're talking with James about just before you came on, Matthew, just about having him as at Storyport. So that could be kind of a, it would be an interesting conversation and display at the same time. So, Matthew, is that is is this not something you could reproduce live? Would it have to be recorded? Uh, this this particular thing, yeah, I could not play it live. I like uh, use like loop pedals, and it was just so many crazy layers. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> that sounded and, awesome. Yeah. And for you, for you, Matthew, where, where do you go from here? Are you going to continue? I mean, is, is this a one-off? Is this something you'll try to do again? Are you going to go back to the accordion and back to the band you were playing with? Is, is COVID Matthew forever, Matthew? I have picked up the accordion again. Um, and I'm on a couple of pieces with uh, some with someone else that I've collaborated with for a long time with the Fleet Street Klezmer band, um, Cecilia, a, a local dancer. I'm working on a couple dance pieces, um, so a complete opposite direction. <laughs> oh. 
from like the sci-fi it'll be uh more like a uh, very old like somewhat traditional like dance but it'll be my own spin on it um is and but i would do intend on doing more of the jack astronomical my set i was using to record i kind of tore apart to help run sound and like live music for the lounge at the end of the universe if you guys are familiar with that they're doing a lot of live streams for just how things are looking right now for covid uh, and that's kind of their future is doing kind of combined live shows where they allow like 30 people and then stream it the rest and so that's kind of what i've been keeping myself busy with and probably what i'll be doing for a while is uh, being involved with just trying to keep artists busy doing things like that and supporting where I can. <laughs> yeah, and you can find that stuff out there too pretty easily. Um, the, the Lounge at the End of the Universe, which is up off Vista. Larry, where we went to the practice New Year's Eve party, I believe is where I guess. Yes. Well, I'll tell you one thing. COVID hasn't been bad for sound technology. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah. and what about you, James? Are you working on another comic book or... Is this, did you put it aside? We know you're not working on the uh, the comic, the animated version of uh, this comic book. <laughs> yeah, not you? yet. Uh, so I have a few, I have a list right here of stuff I need to knock out. But yeah, I'm working, so I'm working on a game with, with, with Pony Wolf. And then I have a short project with, with LED. And then, yeah, and then after that, I think, Outside of Tree Four Duties, I think I think I'm gonna start planning the next the next comic. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're a guy who says yes. You're a pretty busy guy. Well, if you say no, then you can't do it. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I always try to say yes. Yeah, that that's how opportunity knocks. Yeah, and you do have two other comics. Maybe you could describe really quickly a beard, and you have space masons so tell us about those a little bit oh so i made a, sh a short comic called beard i think maybe it's like three pages so i had a friend who who just wrote out a script and and then i tried to work off a script and it's pretty fun it's about a man who his beard attacks him i think it was supposed to be like a like a horror story almost but um like i think it. i blew it i think i blew it yeah and it's and it and, it, and it's kind of lighthearted and funny um and then the Space Masons book is a book that I'm pretty proud of. It, it, it's about a man who, who's kind of going through an existential crisis, but he gets his life figured out by um, just go, joining a, a cosmic fraternity. And yeah, that, that was really fun. I should put that online so that everyone can, can give it a read if they haven't. But yeah, yeah, I think you can get that digitally, but it, it's been around, it's been hanging around for so long. I might as well just, just hand it out. So yeah. Have you read Space Masons? Um, I have not read that one yet. I don't think I. I have picked up some of his stuff, so I may have actually. Uh, I've uh, picked up some of his short comics and things in the past from like the Library Comic Con, now the Boise Comic Arts Festival, uh, yeah. and so I don't know if I read that one, but <laughs> I have read stuff from you before. <laughs> cool. I had one more question for Matthew. Now, do you look, do you read comic books now thinking, is this going to be my next project? Sort of my um, next project? A, li a little bit. And that actually is something that I've been kind of wanting to do for a really long time is combine those things. Uh, and I, I do kind of see myself doing another one. I don't know exactly what it'll be, uh, but yeah, I do see myself doing it again <laughs> at some point. Yeah, well, maybe one question, follow up real quick too. Like, when you were in the process of making the soundtrack, you talked about sort of the different color schemes and the panels and whatnot. Did you write the music first or did you just do it sort of off the cuff and kind of see what stuck kind of thing? It was mostly improvised um, while staring at the comic, at least to get like the bones of it was like improvised. Um, and then I would like go through and add stuff to the main melody. But it was very much just like staring at the comic um, and just 
doing what came into my head um, and not any kind of planning out. So it was both like kind of a thought out process and also really lazy songwriting at the same time. Like it was this kind of combination of like well thought out and not at all. <laughs> what, what was the hardest scene to, to put together to come up with an idea for? Um, uh, I think the hardest, like, one for whatever reason was just, like, and it was a really short one, but um, trying to get the sound I liked for In the Jungle, and I already knew I was just going to call the track Jungle Crotch Rock, yeah. but <laughs> just getting the sound I wanted for Jungle Crotch Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one, yeah. I <laughs> Yeah, I, I laughed when and I saw it. And it's really that simple. <laughs> and the hardest one to play was still the like the the one that I was talking about, the Skeleton Squadron. But I knew that was going to be the case. That one took some work. <laughs> Do you have any like other questions follow up maybe to kind of close out and we'll have, I'm just gonna maybe circle back to a little bit of uh, tree Ford memories to maybe have a little upswing here at the end things we're missing the most but also looking forward to but I don't know any other questions for Matthew James and uh, you know I uh, off the top of my head I, I don't know we kind of went through quite a bit of it but yeah again I'm, I'm super I'm glad that it, the story provided some inspiration and I, and I'm glad that it was kind of helpful for you at that, at that time. I, I, I wasn't sure because COVID was new. I wasn't sure if it was like a good time to release that comic at all or do a Kickstarter during, during COVID. I thought maybe it was, maybe it's a little insensitive at the, at the same time. And, and, and it, it, yeah, it, it means a lot to me that, you know, it did come out when it did and that, you know, you're able to find, some inspiration or, or distraction from you know a hard time so yeah and, yeah and you've created something yeah it's super awesome for me so yeah thanks again yeah and i it was also important for me to go through with it like i really wanted to and it did give me something to do at a time i needed it but i also wanted to go through with it because it's a time where like comic creators aren't able to go to like the conventions like I don't know if you would have done much other than the Boise Comic Arts Fest but um, you're not able to do that like you would have in years past and bring the comic with you so I, I also thought it was important um, to show like that some people are like that at least somebody is paying attention like it's really hard like as an artist so, um, and I, I found that um, just because just by keeping track on Kickstarter of local projects. Like I didn't see from somebody else posting it. I just keep an eye out for when people like, especially like local comics always tension, but I just keep an eye out for things like that. Cause I think that's important. <laughs> well, that's super cool. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I stumbled across this. So that's, yeah, it was yeah. just, I do a periodic search on like Kickstarter and like Indiegogo for like, projects in Idaho I just do like a periodic search every like couple weeks or whatever and just see what's on I've been doing that for years just to see <laughs> I, I think I, it's hey, good practice a, a question kind of to, to close it out for both of you um, do you think this is something that could be a collaborative process I'm not saying between you two but in general like a, you know James as the as the comic book writer and illustrator and Matthew as the musician is this something where someone could say, I have an idea for a comic book, I'd like you to do a soundtrack, and then you work together to sort of make it work? I think definitely, yeah. I think I, I think Magic Sword may have done something hmm. something similar. Um, but yeah, I think I think if it was more common, I think it would be it would be awesome. 
Yeah, I like when when things spin off like into into different different medias and and things. Yeah. I know some some authors who are also musicians have made soundtracks for their books. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is. Mr. Yeah. Willie Lawton, yeah. <clears throat> Willie Lawton, who we had on the, the podcast just a little bit ago, has done that. But uh, it's interesting in that form, too. It's actually his own music, his own writing. Here, it's like somebody kind of interpreting. So I think that's pretty cool. Matthew, you had something else. Sorry, I interrupted you. So that is. Um, I, I agree with uh, all that, and I think it's um, just important to just be aware of, like, opportunities that pop up to do something different that pushes your your creativity and just, like, might make you do something unexpected because I, I it might make you do things you didn't realize that you were capable of. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and maybe just to close out for for sure, like this, maybe just to loop it back to our Treefort, you know, vibe here. What are you all missing the most and looking forward to the most? I guess in just a nutshell, you know, sort of as we move we're almost a year, a little over a year out to when we have it planned, and um, we're hoping for the very best, obviously there. But I don't. We'll start with you, James. What you know? What are you missing and loving and wanting more of in twenty one? Oh man, I think I'm like everyone else. I, I think I'm ready to, I think I thought I was, um, you know, really an introvert, but, but maybe I'm ready to, to, to dip my toe into being an extrovert. Uh, yeah, just, you know, just being in it, going to shows, being, being around a lot of people, just, yeah, the camaraderie of tree fort and how, how it makes Boise just really kind of feel alive and like a place that, that, that you should be in. Um, yeah, yeah, I really miss that. Cause right now, you know, I'm this is, I'm talking about the coronavirus. I need to talk about tree fort. Yeah, dude, I mean, just the, the the camaraderie. And then um, my wife is in a sweet band with uh, Lisa Simpson and Melanie Radford, uh, Blood Lemon. I'm excited to to see them to see them play. Yeah. Yeah, they are uh, awesome. They are very cool. And they formed yeah. they formed like since the last tree fort, right? So they haven't actually played tree fort yet. Is that right? I, think, you know, I can't remember if they played last year or not. Um, oh, so I know they were on the docket this year to play, but yeah. And they're working on an album that should out. I don't know if I'm the one who's supposed to be breaking this news. I'm just okay. proud, of, <laughs> proud of those ladies. They're working on an album and, and, and by tree fort, I, I think it should be very much out. So that's fantastic. <laughs> you, you, you heard it, heard it here, maybe second. I don't know. I don't know. I, yes, I saw you you're on Zoom. You're looking over your shoulder, kind of yeah. worried, ready to you know, give you some business. But yeah, Matthew, to be on my best behavior. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you to close it out, Matthew, and Larry can have a final thought or two, then we'll, you know, hit the road. But your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that like I always think of is tree for, especially like when you're kind of in the involved with music. Um, it's like awkward Thanksgiving for the music scene in Boise. <laughs> like you, you see all these like kind of extended family members that you wouldn't normally see. They all kind of come together at tree four. So I feel like there's all these people that I haven't seen <laughs> And family get together hasn't happened. <laughs> that's a good, and like so that. that's kind of yeah. what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> well, and absolutely, as someone who doesn't live in Boise, um, it's like that. You know, people you don't see all year. You go to Tree Fort, and there they are. But we are yeah, out so of time, Mr. Wynn. We're about, we're about on the hour mark, yeah. So, yeah, unless you have your final, like, epic question for these uh, gents. No, my only epic suggestion is to make that movie. All right. <laughs> make the movie. I'd like to see that movie, too. For sure. <laughs> um, That's it. Yeah. Take it home. Thanks so much. Can we sign you on as an executive producer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Larry's got, you got a little more time. Are you moving to, you're moving to Oregon. You're kind of moving to a small town. And so getting out yeah. of San Francisco. Um, mm -hmm. More time. Slower lifestyle. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of all I have right now, too. We can talk much more about all this stuff and check out James's work, and we'll put all that info um, up on our show notes and also Matthew's and also tree forts and story forts and all the fort stuff. You can find out a ton of stuff. You just go to treefortmusicfest.com. You'll see lots of James 
James's work, I should say, mm-hmm. not just James himself. But in fact, I don't think you may have a picture up there, but I know that, yeah, so much cool stuff that you, you've done. And Matthew, thanks for appreciating James's work enough to like put in your own awesome work on it. And like Boise and the and Treeport too, we always talk about some of the collaborative nature and just of the festival instead of Treeport is for everyone. So this is like a, a pretty great example of that, I think how one artist sees this and that happens and then all of a sudden they have a project kind of together without you know knowing it was going to be together so it's really <laughs> cool to talk to you guys about all that so um yeah thanks for having me yeah well what do we say larry meantime we uh you know in september 2021 we shall we shall see you at the fest okay then there you have it that was our episode we want to say thanks to mr larry rosen for co-hosting with me Mr. Christian Wynn, and I want to say thanks to James Lloyd, who's awesome, fantastic, beautiful, funky, weird artwork you can find, along with some cool merch, at James War, W-A-R, Lloyd, L-L-O-Y-D, dot com. James War, Lloyd, dot com. And you can find more in our show notes about what Matthew Voorhees has out there on Bandcamp. And you can find out more about what we're doing with the Tree Fort Music Fest for 2021, tickets and such, at treefortmusicfest.com. I want to say thanks to Up Is The Down Is The for providing our very cool theme music. I want to say thanks to Eavesdrop, E-A-S-E-Drop.com is where you can find all their podcast network goodness. And we want to say thanks to you all who are listening and who are supporters of what we do at Story Fort and Tree Fort and all the forts. And be well, be safe. It's a strange time out there, but uh, we're here to keep some semblance of normalcy and a bit of joy, hopefully, for you all. Um, Yeah. Take care. See you at the fest.